When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, before you start this video, just so I don't waste anyone's time or make anyone angry, Snoke's master is not revealed in this video. That information is unknown to us at this time. However, what I have done is gathered some key points from the novelization that will make you think quite a bit and lead me to believe that this theory could hold true. I hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, so I'm here today to strike up a theory that I've been thinking about for a long time, which I think might blow some minds while making some eyes roll, of course, as always. <laughs> so, The Last Jedi, whether you like the movie or not, I think you will be able to at least entertain this theory. So, here we go. Snoke dying. The biggest twist besides Luke turning into a Force ghost. Everyone, including myself, was crushed. All that buildup, all those Snoke theories that literally myself and every channel, including non-Star Wars ones, we're hopping on the Snoke theory train. However, after reading the Last Jedi novelization, I'm here to propose a new theory that will make one think a little more. So what's the issue here? The biggest, most bad villain in Star Wars that we know of is dead. Leaving behind Kylo Ren, who is twice as emotionally unstable as Anakin and only half as powerful, as far as we know, at least. But the big baddie, Supreme Leader Snoke, poof, sliced, gone, as if he were nothing. And we all blame Ryan Johnson for it too. That's because, and herein lies my theory, because Snoke is a nobody. What? He doesn't matter. Just like Ryan has said in so many interviews, and now I'm beginning to believe him. Sure, he's powerful, but so was Vader, and he was the lesser of his master, Palpatine. In the book, Snoke tells us that he was Force-sensitive at a young age, being able to see premonitions of the future with constant reiteration referring to himself as the Fulcrum, which means, in other words, he was just a pawn to get the real scenario started, or rather than being the main big bad guy of the galaxy. Now, one of the main things that has me thinking like this is this part here, which explains that near the end of Palpatine's life, he felt a calling from the Unknown Regions. And up until this point, as we've seen this in the Aftermath novels, particularly Empire's End, which revealed that Palpatine sensed this powerful being watching over him from the Unknown Regions. He described it as some sort of origin of the Force, some dark presence formed of malevolent substance. This later led Palpatine to attempt a survey of the Unknown Regions and was also the reason he allowed Thrawn to serve in the Imperial Navy, because Thrawn originated from the Unknown Regions and helped with mapping everything out. When the Empire finally fell, the last remnants fled to the Unknown Regions, using these maps. People like Gallius Rax, for example. There, we can only assume they met Snoke. So up until this point, we all thought that Snoke was reaching out to Palpatine, but here's what kind of negates that and makes it questionable to say the least. As the Empire's exploration into the Unknown Regions had served both aspects of its ruler, 
Fresidius knew the galaxy's knowledge of the Force had come from those long-abandoned, half-legendary star systems, and that great truths awaited rediscovery among them. Truths that Snoke had learned and made to serve his own ends. So according to the book, Snoke learned the truths of these long-abandoned, half-legendary star systems that awaited great truths of the dark side to be rediscovered. So if Snoke wasn't the one reaching out to Palpatine, as he was the one learning of these dark side secrets, then who was? Guaranteed Snoke is powerful, but all he speaks about is killing Luke and turning Ben to the dark side. It's like he's been given two missions that he must complete. In the novel, it even says he knows exactly what is about to happen, and I quote, now the endgame he had foreseen was at hand. And this was as Rey walked into the throne room, which we all know what happens later. Now the novel goes on to say that Snoke formed the First Order not by a plan, but by improvisation. If we believe Snoke did all of this on behalf of his master, the soon-to-be-revealed real bad guy, then it can be said that everything worked out according to plan. Those attendants that we saw who disappeared from the whole Rey and Kylo fight scene when it went down are noted for being proficient in hyperspace tracking as well as being the eyes and ears as they view Snoke's oculus that can look over the galaxy. Now these aliens were mute, they didn't speak. So what's their purpose here? Maybe it's to relay information back to the dark side force that was reaching out to Palpatine all along. Maybe that force wasn't Snoke. Now Snoke in my theory is just a pawn. And he did his job, then was discarded like he was nothing, just according to plan. Now, this doesn't mean that he isn't one of the first Jedi from the temple that we saw in the mosaic in Luke's Jedi temple on Ahch 2, but it just means that there might be more to the story. The whole throne room looked like a complete stage anyways. Not that it was staged, but that it looked like a stage. Like a theater. The dramatic red curtains symbolizing a show and that something is being hidden, an illusion from reality, from what's really out there which we saw once burned away, was the unknown space. I think Snoke will be dived into with the trilogy that Ryan Johnson is creating, possibly going into the unknown regions. And in episode 9, we'll get the real bad guy who makes Snoke look like a little... <laughs> this would make us definitely want to go and see the other trilogy, to learn more about this new dark force that's out there. Otherwise, why would we even care that much? There needs to be more motive, incentive, and if this theory of mine is true, then we've got something to look forward to. In this way, Snoke's death makes sense. Skywalker dies, Kylo gives himself to the dark side by killing his master, so now he isn't a threat to the dark side, but rather its new servant. I don't believe Snoke was killed. He willingly sacrificed himself for all these things to happen. As he even said, he sees everything in Kylo's mind, his every intent, just like how Palpatine wanted Luke to strike him down and give in to his hatred. Snoke knew exactly what was going to happen once he quote-unquote, died. In the book, it says this dark force is hidden by a deep and dark distance, something that can be reached by black holes and hyperspace. That's somewhat of a coincidence now that Solo is coming out in two months, don't you think? Only time will tell. So, let me know if you guys think this theory could be true. After all, always two there are, a master and an apprentice. However, that's of course the rule of two for Sith, and so far Snoke is not a Sith, contrary to belief. However, he also does train Kylo, which kind of brings the rule of two to truth. But hey, who knows? And of course, this doesn't mean that he can't come back or they can't bring him back in some sort of way like they've said or alluded that they will. However, this just means that there is always a bigger fish, just as Qui-Gon says. Much to find out within the next two years, so I'd love to hear what you guys think down below, and I will see you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, 
The Force will be with you. Always. Fulfill your destiny.